Good Tuesday morning to you. Welcome back to Brewers Briefing. Yes, you people, how are you? I, I'm glad you're here. It's been a while. It seems like forever. Gosh. Anyway, thanks for joining us. We're going to talk about what's happening in the world. Man, there's a lot going on to talk about today. You want to get involved in the program, you can do it by giving us a call or a text. Either one, the brew lines are open, and I think they're working. 918-756-3646. Again, 918-756-3646 is the telephone number. Again, text or call. Love your input on the program. Either way, if it's texting or if it's calling or if you can send me a letter, smoke signals, we, we read it all. And we try to get you in here. So I appreciate that. Even if it's just morning brewer, whatever it is, it's it's great. How the heck are you people? I hope you're doing good. Man, it's, it's a great vacation. I had a nice, long, wonderful, fantabulous vacation. Just days off. Just enjoying it. It was fantastic. I hope your Thanksgiving was great. Mine was. Thanks for asking. It was fantastic. And, uh, just, but I'm glad to be back with you people. You guys are awesome. There's David. Good morning, sir. How the heck are you? Welcome to the program. Look at you people coming in on the, the text line here. There's Faye Roy. Morning, sir. How you doing? Good night. There's Tony. Morning, Brewer. Hi, Vicky. How are you? I know mom's in there. Shh. Hi, mom. How are you? Hope you're doing good today. What's Vicky got? She's got a hopping tiger. Tick. What, what's his name? Tigger the tiger. I don't know something. Anyway, hey, 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 welcome back. Anyway, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I did. I got tons of time with the kids and the grandson. My little Elikai dude is growing. He's three months old. Oh, I got some good grandpa time in right there. It's good. Just great times. It was just good. Food, family. <laughs> I could just do it all the time. Anyway, so anyway, none of that. What do we got going on? We got check the weather. Should we do that? Uh, first of all, we do, Hey, a couple of other things. We do podcast this program. It's out there on the podcast places. It's called Brewers Briefing. You knew that. And there's an app for your phone. You can download the app. It's called the brew. It's in the brew stores. No, the app stores. And there's mother. I told you she was in here. Hi mom. And what else do we have? We have, oh, we have an announcement today. So we have Congressman Josh Rakeen going to be joining us today at eight 30. We're going to be talking to him. I was just looking at my notes. Let me see. Get back. Come on. Come on. My phone just froze. Seriously. Okay, here it is. What are we going to be talking to him about? I had it right here because I was going to review what he's got going on. He's got some legislation, a couple of uh, pro-life bills that he's introduced. And uh, some of the main issues are appropriations process and Ukraine-Israel aid. So we're going to talk to him about those things. If you have a, a particular question, I, I suppose you'd like to to ask, we can see if we can get it in. You can text that on in here, all right, as well. 918-756-3646. All right, now, what's happening in the world of the weather? I don't know. Let's see. It's cold outside, 27 degrees. Have you been out? No. Why would you? It's too cold, except for some of you crazy people. I was thinking about this this morning. Because I need to work out. I need to get back. <laughs> I, need, I need to do something. And I don't want to. You know how you know how it is? And I think about these crazy people that get up early. They drive to the gym. I can't even get up early and do a workout in my own house. Much less drive to a gym somewhere. Work out. Come back home. Get ready for work. You people are insane. Anyway, 
It's 27 degrees. I don't know what that has to do with the weather. I have no idea. It's cold outside, I guess. That's what I was talking about, people that have been outside. 59 today for the high temperature and sunshine. That's, that's, that's all right right there. 34 overnight. 63 tomorrow. That's gorgeous. 47 overnight tomorrow night. A chance of rain. Not much. Thursday, though, 70% chance of rain coming in here in the afternoon. High of 56 degrees Thursday night. A 90% chance of a precip, only 40 degrees, so no, no slick stuff. Friday, 49 in northwest winds, 32 overnight, 58 Saturday in sunshine. Sunday, 59 in sunny. Monday, 62. That's pretty good weather right there. Pretty dead gum nice. So just a little chance of rain on Thursday. Pretty much what it's going to be right there. Current temperatures around the state, you ask? I don't know. But, oh, oh. 16 degrees out in the panhandle. That's cold right there. Beavers 19 and 20. Woodward's 28. We got the hot spot at Medicine Park. 40 degrees. Tops it off at the state. I don't know why it's so hot in Medicine Park. I always seem like. Have you been in Medicine Park? It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. All right. That's 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 all that. All right. So you got the weather, you got the good mornings in there. And let's Let's rock and roll. So much to talk about. Oh, my gosh. Did you see this? I saw this. I, you know, it's like unbelievable, yet it's believable. It's like every news story nowadays. Can you believe this? Yes. It's like it's so crazy. Everything is dumb and stupid. Like this right here. They took a statue of Thomas Jefferson out of the New York City City Hall. He's been there 187 years. They took him out. Go. Thomas Jefferson, slave owner, bad man, gone. He gone. What's it going to be next? Oh, they're going to replace it with George Floyd statue. No, I'm just kidding about that. But some people are saying that's probably what's going to happen. I mean, you know, it, it's, there's no, there's nobody that's not, there's not, it's not safe. George Washington, bad. Jefferson, bad. All the old smart dudes that wrote the Constitution bad. Uh, I, I'm just 187 years. Thomas Jefferson, he gone. Just like that. The new progressives are, are are winning in so many of these places. These insane Marxists, you know, and I don't know. It's just, it's like if you ever committed a sin ever in your past, did something wrong, you deserve to be removed from society because you're bad. Anyway, that's, they're going after the star spangled banner too. That's coming up next. There was a school somewhere. Francis Scott key was the name of the school. I got to change the name of the school. He owned slaves bad. He wrote the star spangled banner, bad racist, bad. Anyway, it's, it's out there. What else we got? Just jump over here. <laughs> Look through the categories. What do we have? Did you know, oh my goodness, I don't even have this computer open. See, when I, when I, when it's been so long, I forget how to do this program. I got to open this other computer so that I can play uh, some of these audio clips. And I want to play the president right here. The oatmeal for brains right here. Come here, Biden. Come here. Right here. No, no, stop. Stop. Come here. Hang on. <laughs> okay. And then the computer is like, wants to be stupid because it's technology. The president, Joe Biden, was given a speech. Imagine that. 
and he, he's telling us how cheap Thanksgiving uh, was. I don't know if you knew this or not. And it's, it's, it's really struggling. I don't know if this is going to work or not. I, I, I swear to you, I'm pretty smart when it comes to <laughs> computers, but you wouldn't think so listening to this program very long because here it is just having all kinds of problems. It's just not even working. It's not even working. It's up. It's not. It's not. Hey, is it going to speak to us? No. Oh, am I going to have to reboot this whole thing? That is, can I say the R word? I'm going to restart that whole computer right over there just because it's, it, it's, it's been, it's probably drunk. I don't know what's wrong with it. Anyway, I'll, I'll play it for you if it comes back up over here. Going to give it a blue pill and see what happens. He was telling everybody that at Thanksgiving dinner was the cheapest, the fourth cheapest Thanksgiving dinner ever on record. <laughs> I know it. That's worth a laugh right there. And come on, my fingerprint's not working. Come on. Come on, machine. Yes, he's trying to convince people that Bidenomics is uh, is working. And he's trying to tell people, literally trying to convince the American people that this Thanksgiving was the fourth cheapest Thanksgiving on record. Which is, of course, nobody believes that. Like, Dude, you didn't buy Thanksgiving dinner. You don't even know. You don't even know it's Thanksgiving. You've been wishing people happy 4th of July. Let's see if this is going to play this time. Here we go. Hang on. That's not even that's not even running through the thing. Hang on. Oh, my gosh. You did not make progress, you bonehead. Turkey to air travel to tank of gas. Costs went down. There you go. It went down. Out of people making a lot of money, that doesn't matter a whole lot because the costs are relatively small compared to wealthy income. Mm -hmm. In fact, as a share of earnings this Thanksgiving, dinner was the fourth cheapest ever on record. I want you all to know that. Uh -huh. <laughs> I look at all the press. For oh, yeah. I did. I believe it. That's right I'm there. Particularly excited about that. I can see. I can see. Yeah. So, so there you go. There's just more lies coming right out of the White House. For the record, it was the most expensive Thanksgiving ever. I mean, it's like, it's weird how that works. Like, if I, it's, where's my button? Just where's my, I got to get my sensor button up here because it's really a nice button. You know, they say some, and then they expect you just to believe it because it comes from the top. And they just make up whatever they want to make. How many of you felt like it was the cheapest ever? Or did you feel like when you went to Thanksgiving, you started to do all the stuff, you're like, man, it's, yeah, that's really cheap. I don't remember being this cheap. I don't know how long they've been measuring this stuff. Did you know that they measured the price of Thanksgiving dinner? Well, of course they did. And for however long that's been, this is the fourth cheapest one ever. Did you? No, you didn't feel that when you went to the store. Hell no. These people are insane and they're, they're lying to us constantly. Just throw it out there as a share of earnings. What the hell does that even mean? As a share of earnings, this Thanksgiving was the fourth cheapest ever on record. I want y'all to know that. <laughs> Man, isn't that something? It's unbelievable. All right, I got I got a texture coming in here. Zelensky, President Vladimir Zelensky, bought two yachts for $75 million. Guess who paid for them? Of course, America. Now, I don't know if that's fake news or not. 
I need sources on that. I have not seen that story. So I don't know if that's just fake news or if that's real. I wouldn't doubt it, though. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't doubt it a bit. But they were the fourth cheapest yachts since they've been measuring the price of yachts. Okay, so at least, at least get that out there. <laughs> that's He's, you know, he's frugal. Being frugal. All right, so so we got that. So, so Thanksgiving was cheap. That's good. What else we got going on? This is hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Listen to this guy. You're going to love this. This is the education secretary of the world. Actually, he's in the Biden administration. He's the secretary of the education, Miguel Cordona. Miguel Cordona. He's talking to the people. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to play this for you and see what you think about it. Listen to this guy. You know, we're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Um, there's... There are resources there. There's technical assistance there, and there's a playbook that could support the work you're doing. Count on us as a partner in this. Our students are waiting. Thank you. Now, this guy is completely, he's completely unaware of what, what he just did. I mean, this is how, this is how, what, what's the words I'm groping for, ladies and gentlemen? This is how ignorant, I would guess, would be a word. These people are. These people in high places of power. I mean, this is the education secretary of the world, Miguel Cardona. And <laughs> he's talking about, you know, following up, doing all this stuff with the, the government. And he tries to quote Reagan. <laughs> Uh, saying, you know, uh, we're from the government, we're here to help, as if that's what Reagan said. You guys remember what Reagan's quote was, right? I mean, right? The Reagan quote, in case you forgot, was the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> Reagan was talking about how bad that is to hear from your government. You don't want to hear that from the government. I am from the government. I'm here to help. That's those are the terrifying words you will hear. That's what Reagan said. Not what this buffoon thinks Reagan said. Uh, we're from the government and we're here to help you. So we're going to be calling and following up with all the governors of the world. No. And these people are the, he's the education. You wonder why education is suffering. <laughs> these people are in charge. Uh, isn't it something? I know it. This program is fantastic, isn't it? How, how, how could you ever miss one of these shows? This is this is rich, man. This stuff is good. Yes, Tony, he misquoted Mr. Reagan. Yes, she got it. She's like, oh my gosh, he just misquoted Reagan. Big yeah, he mis not only misquote. That's one thing to misquote. He misunderstood completely. Right? It's not, I mean, it's one thing if you didn't get the exact quote, but no, he has no idea what Reagan's even talking about. Anyway. All right. So JP finally showed up. JP, well, thank you. I accept your apology and I'm glad you're, you're finally with us. I saw that buck. Your, your son killed. Not bad. 
had a boy, son. It did good. I didn't. I didn't get any bucks. I'm, I want to go back to the woods. I want to go shoot something. Anyway, all right. So, anyways, that was that. So, so well, what else? I, mean, I got serious news here. I'm going to play this for you too. Where's this guy at? Where is he? Oh, here he is, right here. This is. We've been saying this stuff. We've been talking about it. We've been talking about this from the beginning. The clot shot was first mandated back in the day. This, and there was this guy that uh, wrote this tweet who said it was, it was no better way to cripple the U.S. military and our national defense than with forcing this clot shot into the arms in, uh, of, our, of our military. And here is a guy that is speaking up against uh, or what, what the results are is some of the tests and studies in the military after these people have been taking the shot. And this guy is in a Navy uniform. His last name is Macy. Uh, let's see what he has. Let's just play. I'm going to play for you. what he has to say. It's about a minute long. All right. Stand by for this. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to be infuriated by this. So you may see my wife's recent post. And I want to elaborate on that. And give you an example as to why reinstatement, back pay, and, and apologies isn't enough. So in July, uh, Undersecretary Cisneros acknowledged the DMET data, the database working properly, and also acknowledged things such as myocarditis rising 151%. So what I did, I went in today, um, I'm doing the same thing, five-year average. However, I'm comparing it to 2022, and I only... I'm using fixed wing pilots and helicopter pilots, active duty. So we get hypertensive disease, 36%, ischemic heart disease, 69%, pulmonary heart disease, 62%, heart failure, 973%, other forms of heart disease, 63%, cardiomyopathy, 152%. I know he was a quiet talker. I had it as loud as, as I could get it. So here's this military doctor talking about all these studies of fixed wing pilots and helicopter pilots, active duty members, and the, the studies of how, how these heart issues have shown up after the vaccination. Did you hear all those numbers? Heart failure up 900 and some percent. All the other ones, myocarditis, all the others I can't even pronounce. Forcing that on the military. on uh, And it's not just the military. Of course, everybody. I mean, there were so many people that had that forced upon them. And I, I, I hope that wasn't you. And then all these problems now. They kicked them out, a bunch of them, treated them with disrespect. And now they, they can't meet recruitment goals. They're begging for them to come back. It's a problem, you know, it's a, it's a real problem. It's, and I don't know why some people, I, I mean, I guess I know why some people couldn't see the writing on the wall and how some people just believed the government, like whatever the government says, it must be safe. The CDC said so and the WHO and our government, they wouldn't do this bad stuff to us. And so we got to take it. You know, I, I get some of that, I guess, but It's so, it's so problematic. And, and what's going to happen? It's not over. All right, we're we're just in the beginning. The the next one's being brewed up. 
even now. It'll probably come out before the election. As a matter of fact, this new China virus, you've probably seen it. I don't know if you've seen it or not. It's just now kind of coming out after this uh, China convention they had out in San Francisco. All the Chinese came in. Remember President Xi and all the thing and all that? And they took all the homeless out. And all these Chinese people came out for a week out there. And now all of a sudden we have a, a respiratory disease floating around America. They're dealing with it in China. Have you seen this? It's coming out. It's, it's, it's out and out. All this, and they call it a mysterious disease in China, respiratory, serious, mysterious disease. And now it's here in America. And oh my God. And, and it's just going to be just about the time for the election next year. And then they'll force, I mean, they're not even close to being done. Even though all the stuff we're learning. Now, next time, it, it will look, they're going to come out, they're going to say, yes. Okay. All right. Okay. We made a few mistakes on the first round, but we fixed it all. It's all fixed now. This is, this one is now safe and effective. And you know what? Some of you people are going to believe it. And you're going to roll up your sleeve and say, give me the jam. And the, the, the politicians and the superstars and the Hollywood people and the athletes are going to roll up their sleeves and take the, you know, saline water, make you think they're taking the shot. And here we go again. And they're going to do the mandates and lockdowns. You'll have to have digital ID. It's all coming back. It's not going away anywhere. And yet we've got proof of all this kind of stuff that's happened in this last round. And it's sick. You know what I mean? Of course you do. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what they've done, what they've did, what they're going to do. And also we have, what do we have? We have the UN. <laughs> Why does this body exist? Somebody tell me. The United Nations, can it just go away? I, I wish it could just go away. But they're going to be part of the end times, I'm sure. And uh, now they're they're coming back at you. They're definitely coming at me because they're trying to get people to eat less beef. That's right. We have to slow climate problems, a radical plan to, to, to slow climate change is to eat less meat. They want to put warnings on meat like cigarettes have warnings. That's right. It's a roadmap from the UN and the WHO. They're going to save the planet. They're going to destroy the beef uh, cattle farmers, ranchers, I should say. Nations that overconsume meat will be advised to limit their intake while developing countries where under consumption of meat adds to prevalent nutrition challenge will need to improve their livestock farming. So anyway, yeah, this is, this is coming. Uh, it, it's already been out there for a while, but you know, it's, it's ramping it up. They want you to eat less meat, eat more bugs. Come on, people get with the program. You Oklahoma cattle people, bunch of rednecks eating your big old stuff. Look, <laughs> yeah, my freezers, I just got a new beef. I got a whole beef. It's in the freezer. Every freezer I have is full. And I love it. We eat beef every day. We are polluting the planet like no other. And it ain't going to stop. I ain't going to be stopping. I guarantee you right here. Okay. We got the congressman calling in right here. He is. He's even ahead of schedule. Let's see if we can get him on the phone. Good morning, congressman. How are you, sir? Great. The phones aren't working. All right. Are you there, sir? Yes. Okay. Let me see if I can get you plugged into the machine. Now talk to me. No, the machine is not working. I say, don't hang up. All right, Congressman, this happens on a regular basis, okay? Are you with me? 
Yes, can you hear me? I can hear you, but but the problem is you're not running through the system just yet. It was all set up and ready to go, and we are live. I'm, I'm doing all this on the fly. I'm going to reconnect you to the Roadcaster Pro and see if we can get you through the machine. All right, so keep talking. Say something like, good morning, America. Talking. This is, oh, my gosh. I apologize for this, Congressman. I don't, I don't know if I can do hey, it. You're fine. We're, I, dude, I, I need to, if you can give me two minutes till we get to exactly 830 to help me on cell reception also. Uh, okay. Well, we, I finally got you into the machine. So we're live and I can, I can wait or I can go ahead with you. It's your choice. Uh, well, it's, I can tell you in two minutes, our reception is going it's gonna to drop out and gamble for the next, well, between now and the next minute and a half. Okay. All right. So, all right. Well, you just, I'll just, I'll just put you on hold. We'll come back on at eight thirty. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. That's the Congressman Josh Burkeen. We got him on the line. Finally, stupid computers. Oh my gosh. It just drives me crazy. You get everything set up and it's ready to go. And then the time happens and I'm gonna have to talk to my producer. My engineer, is he in here? Where'd the engineer go? Oh, he's eating breakfast. Okay. So anyway, we're going to be talking to him momentarily uh once he, he's driving see the man is on the road he's moving and shaking and doing stuff and the the service the cellular service is not great and it's uh, we got 30 more seconds so we'll uh we'll bring him on back in here in just a minute we got stuff to talk about freedom of speech they they got this uh lady over in the eu that that said the quiet part out loud like she's totally coming out to restrict freedom of speech for the common good and this is what's going to happen here in America too. They're going to they're going to try to and they're trying to do it now in, in this whole thing for the common good. You know, take your shot for the common good. We're going to restrict free speech for the common good, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's these politicians are. Thank God we got a good one on the line right here. All right, Congressman, how about it now? Are, are you in a good spot? I, we'll we'll try it. I, I hope so. I hope so too. Man, it's good to hear your voice this morning. It's been a while since we've talked. What's been going on since since our last gathering? And he dropped out. <laughs> no, I'm I'm here. Let me tell you, I'm oh, okay. area, and I know in 20 seconds, I'm actually under a, a tower as I pass it right now, and I know. Okay. For some reason at this tower, I, I lose, I lose cell service. Okay. Um, well, well, just call me back. I don't even know. Uh, I, I was asking you kind of what all's been going on with you since the last time we talked. We haven't talked in a little while. Um, anyway, I hope you had a great holiday, but I know there's lots going on, and so just kind of give us an update. What's what's happening with you? We've got a, a new speaker of the house. Yes. And of course their great optimism with just who he is as a person. And yet he's still got the same problems of a nation that's overspending and inefficient, wasteful. How and do you how do you like the guy? Do you like him? Do you think he's got he's the right guy for the job? Oh, I I, I like him a, a whole lot. And do I believe he's the right man for the job? Absolutely. Okay. And it was miraculous for him to you know, be placed in this position. And we need a miracle to, to turn a nation that is headed so much in the wrong direction. And so I look, Mike Johnson has got a deep rudder of faith. He's not relying on his own strength. That's the most exciting thing about this guy. He actually believes at the constitutional convention, the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth that God governs the affairs of man. And, you know, Benjamin Franklin was never commonly talked about as being one of the 
the more uh, religious ones, but uh, that was Benjamin Franklin in 1787 at the convention, constitutional convention, saying, we got a big problem, and we it's going to take a miracle to turn this thing around when they were about to disband and they couldn't come up with a solution to replace the Articles of Confederation. Well, thank God that God is still a God of miracles. By the way, since we're on this topic, we we were talking earlier with, with the crew that is in here this morning listening to us about they took Thomas Jefferson out of the New York City Hall. I don't know if you saw that. After 187 years, his statue is gone, gone, out of here. Did you see that? Wow. No. Yeah. The guy who happened to write the Declaration. Yeah, that guy. You heard of him? Thomas Jefferson? Yeah. They're attacking it. He's <laughs> yeah, gone. He's, he gone. I mean, George a, Washington, he, Jefferson, he, 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 there's nobody safe. Yeah, he's pretty important to, yeah. to the beliefs um, <laughs> that even Abraham Lincoln recited at the Gettysburg Address. You know, he I mean, he was taking Thomas Jefferson's commentary and, and injecting new thought into it. Unbelievable. But, uh, That's where the progressives are taking us now. We got to have you guys stop the tide of all that and and – Hopefully that's going to be the case. Yeah, look, I. so let me say again, uh, Johnson inherits um, what, what has been Congress overspending for, for the last 40 years. And the optimism, as I was on a phone call last night with a group of congressmen, is that we can, you know, as I've said to Speaker Johnson, he's, his, first, his first play right out of the gate was to say, yes, we've got to help Israel, but we need to pay for it. And Brooks... I've been saying this for the last several weeks. Every level of government that most people can think of outside of Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security, there's 2,300 different direct grant programs that go to cities, municipalities, individuals, you know, the Department of Education, Department of Energy, Department of Labor, the entire Defense Department. When you when you look at almost all the government that most people um, know as, as, as tied into their, you know, everyday life, most of it is just discretionary spending, setting that aside from Medicare, Social Security, and, and Medicaid. Those fall into the mandatory side. So when, when we hear people talking about in the congressional level about these 12 appropriation bills, this total spend last year was $6.5 trillion. The discretionary side was $1.7 trillion. The mandatory side was you know, $4 trillion plus. That $1.7 trillion on discretionary spending, which is all defense and almost every area of government outside of Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, 100% of that was borrowed money last year. So when we do these 12 appropriation bills, we fund all these different agencies, including the entire Department of Defense. That is, the, that is all borrowed money from our kids and our grandkids. This year, we spent $1.7 trillion for our discretionary budget. Our deficit last year was $1.7 trillion. We're in a mess. Well, that we know. I think we know that. So what can we do to fix it? I mean, uh, we've been in a mess for some time. You've got to start amputating. You've got, you know, people talk about taking a, uh, you know, surgical scalpel to to some of the waste fraud and and abuse. It can't accomplish it anymore. I I just, I know it's complex what I just said, but you have to cut the entire discretionary budget, leaving only the ability to pay for Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, Everything so so where, who gets cut first, Congressman? Where does it start? Where do the cutting start? Does it start with Medicare, Medicaid, and all those kind of things? Does it start with Department of Defense? Where those where are, does it start? All, so Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security are all mandatory. They're locked away. The only thing Congress can do on those is determine eligibility levels. Yeah. So that's the mandatory side. Uh, so raising the age and things like that? That's been talked about. That's a bunch. Okay. The discretionary side 
which is almost every other element of government that you know is 1.7 trillion with the size of our deficit last year half of that is defense spending we can't cut um our entire defense budget well, no. Right. How, do we need to? Are we going to cut some of it? I mean, is that where you're going to? Uh, is that where the yeah. target needs to start, or what? Look, I I think that DOD needs some efficiency improvements when they can't pass an audit. Okay, and can we make sure we're lethal and efficient? We can do that. But the 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 half of it that's non-defense discretionary, most of it you cannot say is is uh, constitutional according to Article One, Section Eight that lists lit, lists eighteen things that this is what the federal government is supposed to be doing. And so the real work needs to be rolling up our sleeves and start amputating these agencies that aren't constitutional. Okay, so you mentioned they can't pass an audit. Did the Pentagon not misplace like $3 trillion or something like that? Again? Oh yeah, that's you're talking about Ukraine funding. That was six trillion some total. Well, not just to, Ukraine. I mean, it's the entire Pentagon it's can't, six, can't. Not six trillion. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about the, the Pentagon failed an audit again they do every year and there was something like three trillion dollars they couldn't account for isn't that correct well i'm sorry it was it was three billion and but it, okay the number billion that was after they couldn't account for three billion back in the summer okay so i got my, my staff and i got together and we sent a letter to the chairman of hask asking for our ability as an office to be able to get in in, in to see how they can justify this and uh, we were never granted that privilege. I'm not on that committee, but uh, we have tried to make a, a stir about this because that's it's ridiculous that you can't account for three billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess here's what I was reading. I got, I get, I get a little bit confused. Here's an article from a Defense News. It says the Department of Defense assets are vast and decentralized, amounting to 3.8 trillion, alongside 4 trillion in liabilities. These are located, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I guess that's where I was getting my number on the trillion part. But anyway, it's, there's, a, there's a bunch of money they can't account for, which is completely ridiculous. You know, so I agree with you. We got to we got to cut somewhere. And I, I don't know. You, you mentioned we got to fund Israel. But and, and so how, how do you feel about that? I mean, are you strong on that? I mean, or, or we. Yeah, look, we've got to help Israel, but we've got to pay for it. And we've got to scrutinize the dollars. These are. Every one of those dollars we'll be sending over there is borrowed from our kids and our grandkids. So what a novel concept. Should we not cut those inflation reduction tax credit funds, which Goldman Sachs said could cost us over the next 10 years, $2 trillion, when, when the Democrats were in charge and they passed those green energy subsidies that, by the way, benefit Biden's well-connected um, interests. Right. You know, it's And it also is going to benefit China because – the critical minerals for for batteries. Not only are those uh, critical minerals coming from that area of the world, but also the the value added element, the processing coming from China, sixty to eighty percent in that range is where both the critical minerals and the processing value added side of batteries or battery technology is coming from. Not 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 less than that. Also is solar, and and wind. So all of these things that they're propping up by these tax credits. Could cost the taxpayer ten two trillion dollars in the next ten years. Mm. It's not going to benefit America. Well, benefit America is we'll unleash our, our energy, the fossil fuel industry in the United States, and about what they did in the Inflation Reduction Act, in, in adding these tax credits, taking from the many to give to the few. Is they're going to replace on the electric grid fossil fuel reliance? 
there's an energy energy information administration says that right now solar and wind are 12 percent of supporting our electric grid across the united states and by 2050 because of the inflation reduction act tax credits they'll be at 60 percent mm. and so that is that is a total swap out of the of the reliance on fossil fuels we'll replace our fossil fuel industry with solar and wind because them perverting free market capitalism and saying, ah, you got to help this industry out. We're going to take from the taxpayer to make sure wind and solar are competitive. And the whole climate thing is a hoax anyway. If anybody really looks into it, it's, it's a gigantic hoax, but we've heard it so much that people just believe it. They, they just, they just cram it down our throat. It must be a real thing because it's all we ever hear about is climate change. And so get rid of fossil fuels, no. fossil fuels bad. Now they want to quit as, you know, they don't want to well, eat meat, religion. eating meat. It's, it's, oh, it is a religion. You're exactly right. It is. It's a cult. It's a religion. And now they're coming after our beef. If fossil fuels weren't bad enough, they're coming after the beef. They want to impoverish everybody and, and get us back into a feudalistic society, which is, is where we're heading if we, if things don't turn around uh, pretty quickly, it seems like. I heard something not long ago I think is legitimate, okay? For for me, as a Bible-believing Christian, um, I know where my conscience goes. It goes to the Lord and, and uh, believing on the sacrifice on the cross for how, you know, my sins. But you've got people out there that when they have a guilt complex and they don't know what to do with the fact that they're a sinner and instead of believing in a God who can, can, uh, you know, absolve me by my faith in him and what he did in, in his mercy, looking for a way to deal with their guilt. So the guilt complex is, Oh, well, I'll, I got to save the planet. It is a religion. And they're, they're taking their guilt and trying to save the planet in, in, in resolving their guilt complex. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's exactly right. And a bunch of those Hollywood times are that way. They, They've received all this accolade that they don't deserve, and they know it, and they're trying to figure out a way to make themselves feel virtuous, and that's what they get involved with, stuff like this. You know, pro-Hamas stuff or pro-climate change or whatever it is, you know, to make them look virtuous and, and, and all that. So that that's quite interesting. What about election integrity? I mean, that's, that's a big issue. People are really concerned about that. Matter of fact, John Solomon put out a poll asking uh, Americans, what's, what's, what's most important, the economy? Election integrity, immigration, or terror, and 67% said election integrity out of 5,000 people. So that's a pretty big deal. I don't know if there's anything going on up there. we got an election coming up. You probably knew about that, right, Next this next year? Yeah. You heard about yeah. it? Yeah, it's coming up. I and have heard about it. Anyway, and, and people are still – still got election integrity issues and machines and different states that are – you know, uh, is anything going on up there about any of that? I mean, is, what, what, what are we going to do to but fix all is, that? Um, but the cost of – but the Constitution, you know, specifically says the time, place, and manner for elections is to be determined by the state legislature. And that is why you had such a, a, a righteous indignation over what happened two years ago, three, almost three years ago now, because you had Pennsylvania, you had Arizona, you had these judiciaries that were undermining what the Constitution plainly says. It's not that the judiciary can say, oh, we're going to extend the voting time frame. The Constitution is plain. State legislature sets that time frame. And, and so you have an undermining of the rule of law. The Constitution is the rule, the, the sovereignty of, of the United States, and to where you know, all of our rules have to be um, coincide with what the Constitution says, right. not with some judiciary saying we're going to extend voting time frame. Mm-hmm. So you've got to, there is a rigged election system in these states that goes far beyond the day of an election. The drop box balloting mm-hmm. system is absolutely. Uh, ripe with with uh, abuse and and fraud 
And you've got even uh, Minnesota Supreme Court that undermined that uh, post what happened in 2020. But the Supreme Court said we're, we're going to overturn this. Mm. You actually have seen some improvement also on absentee ballots in, in Georgia because of the outcry. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, we, we as Mike Johnson, our new speaker, often says, because he's a constitutional attorney, we're the team, Republicans, of, of the rule of law. And to fix this problem, we need to make, make sure the state legislatures are abiding by the Constitution. Right. For the federal government to kind of come in and say, we need to fix this on the federal level. Oh, the Constitution says this is to be done on the state level to determine time, place, and manner. But what the rest of us can do to feel hamstrung by these states that aren't abiding by the rule of law is we can use our bully pulpit voice that we have to, to cry out and say that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to do and, it and get involved and for I sure. We're seeing, yeah, and, and I think you are seeing states respond to this. Again, uh, Georgia has Georgia, modified yeah. their absentee balloting system because we're an outlier. The United States is an outlier among all the nations. Uh, there was a study that was done in Europe, and like 35 out of 47 European nations don't even allow absentee ballots because they know they're ripe with fraud. Right. And the machines, too. I mean, you know, Argentina just had a vote. They counted all the votes overnight, like hundreds of millions, whatever it was. I mean, I mean, maybe a big number, but multiple millions, tens of millions. Of, and boom, bada, boom, bada, bing, counted them all up, and here you go. Here's the, here's, here's the new guy. And we can't do that, man. It's weeks and weeks and this and that and the craziness. Like we're America, we can't even do an election. It's 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 a joke. It's terrible. It's a bad joke. No. It's got to be fixed. Well, hey, you've been uh, working on some pro life bills too. What? Tell me about that. Yeah, uh, this administration post Roe v. Wade is trying to find ways for states to to be able to collect Medicaid funds to pay for abortions, and so we're pushing back on that to, to clarify that the Hyde Amendment is the Hyde Amendment, and it's it's been the rule of law for many years, and yet this administration is trying to undermine that. So we're, we're pushing back with a, a bill that would, would clarify that uh, they can't do that. They can't mm-hmm. uh, they can't skirt what the Hyde intention is on the, on the Medicaid front. You got support for it in the House? Look, I think, I think the Republicans, um, given that our platform is pro-life, you would, you would think that we would have the ability to, to pass that. So I'm optimistic. Okay. Well, anything else in our last remaining minute or so, Congressman, that we need to know about that's just burning topic? Look, I, I, I just want people to know that we, we've got to turn the page believing the most effective legislators in Washington, D.C. are those who bring home the most money. That, that ideology is ruining us. We are within 10 years. We're already 100% of our discretionary budget is borrowed from our kids, 100% of what we spend on defense, 100% of Department of Education, Department of Energy. We also have, within 10 years, Medicare and Social Security getting insolvency, or they're not going to have enough to pay out because the payroll tax is not going to keep up. Mm-hmm. So it is time for the American people to start maturing in who we elect across the land. And the most effective person is going to be the one who secures the blessing of liberty for your kids and your grandkids. It's not the one who's bringing home the bacon. That mentality is shipwrecking us. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, vote for the guy that can do, break the money to the county and, and, and the state and bring all the stuff. I mean, that's that's what it's been. That's not the role of a congressman. Yeah, that's not the role of Congress. The role of congressman is to make sure America has a future that we live within our means. Yet we keep electing people who you know promise us more and more and more. What they're really doing is they're promising our kids' future to us now. Mm. That's a good point. That's a tough hill to climb, but it's uh, it's worth fi- fighting for. That's for sure, Congressman. You're right. 
Hey, appreciate your time, Congressman Burkane, and, and, and hope to talk to you again soon. God bless you, man. Hey, God Have bless you. Day. Thank you, partner. Appreciate it. Travel safe. That's Congressman Josh Burkane right there. Got to take a quick break. We're coming back to wrap this thing up. 849 is our time. Just rolling right along on a Tuesday on the Brewers Briefing. Glad to have you with us for the program. Well, that was a good interview with Josh Burkean. I mean, it was a good talk. Anyway, it was, you know, he's he's a fiscal guy. He he wants to get the money figured out. And he's right. He's he's dead right. You know, all we, you wonder why people get back in places of power like, you know, Sheila Jackson or even Mitch McConnell. These people and it's because they bring money back to the state or the district you know they get a big defense spending bill i mean it, it, think of how hard that is Let, let's say you know we had what's his name in there forever and ever and ever uh congressman or senator inhofe brought a lot of money to, in defense money to the state and you know and let's just say that that's happening wherever state it is and yet the other stuff that they're doing is not good but we want the money and and, uh, you know, Josh was saying, we gotta, we gotta elect people that it's not just bringing home the bacon, but actually their politics are representative of the people and it's going to help America and the liberty of our children. And that's, that's true. But man, how difficult is that to bring to pass? Somebody's got to cut. Somebody's got, got to amputate the money, the spending. It's just out of control and it's been out of control for a long time. You know, Trump was no better. He was no fiscal savior by anything. Here's the listeners saying, I like listening to our great Congressman. He is not a rhino. God bless him. And I got another listener here said, did Mullins ever kick that guy's ass or was that just for show? <laughs> you can't talk like that on the radio. Did you just say that word? Um, no, he he never did. Uh, I don't think it was for show. I think he was ready. He was ready. He was throwing down. Let's go, boy. I'm taking behind the barn. No, they never did. They never did throw down. But uh, hold on. Can only, don't even get me started on on that deal. Okay, what do we got? We got stuff. I got. I'm gonna run out of time. I only got nine minutes. Nine minutes. Hamas has wanting. Speaking of the UN, we were talking about the UN a while ago. The United Nations. Hamas has called him, called him up on the phone, say, hey, United Nations, you need to condemn this, this Wilders guy for violating international law. Dutch populist firebrand Geert Wilders just got elected uh, over there. He's the Dutch national elections guy. He, he got elected. He's like the new Trump. He's got this big old blonde hair, young guy, and he's a firebrand. And Hamas called the UN saying, hey, this, this guy's breaking international law. He's suggesting that Palestinians be relocated to Jordan to solve the conflict between the Palestinians and, and Israel. <laughs> this is uh, this is the same group that just a uh, seven weeks ago murdered twelve hundred to fourteen hundred Israelis in a uh, surprise terror attack. Now they're calling and and saying that the uh, this guy is breaking international law by suggesting this Jordan take the Palestinians. That's how jacked up things are and 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 i guarantee you the u.n as corrupt as the u.n is will be all over this yeah yes you're right you're exactly right it's he's out of control they're gonna have to censor him or do something 
anyway, that's that's totally stupid and, and not even really relevant to us in our day today. But we have this. We have a Democratic or a poll that has been done. Democrats support Biden more than others, but Michelle Obama remains popular. I thought I saw in here that they preferred Michelle over uh, Biden. Um, and then it's, now it's too complicated. I thought that's what the headline said. Where, where did it go back? Go back to the headline. The headline said, Michelle beats Joe. Democrats pick Obama over Biden 45 to 43%. That's what I knew I saw. I knew that's what. You know, are they going to bring her out and parade him, her around? Who knows? I don't know this stuff. We'll have to just wait and see. Nobody cares. DNA contamination in COVID-19 clot shots may explain the rise in cancers, clots, autoimmune diseases. This is a story from the Epoch Times, Epoch Health. And yes, that's how you say it. Clinical pathologist Dr. Ryan Cole has said that DNA contamination in some COVID-19 vaccines may be related to an increase in cancers, microclotting, and autoimmune diseases. They've been seeing cancers go skyrocketing, skyrocketing in some places and all kinds of stuff. This thing is just bad all the way around. We heard from the other doctor a while ago, all the heart issues, now cancer. It's, it's completely criminal is what it is. Unbelievable. And criminal. Hey, here's something that is just hilarious. I gotta let you guys in on. This is so funny. So I don't know if any of you subscribe to the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is a it's an internet news organization, and they've got people on there like Ben Shapiro, and they've got Jordan Jordan Peterson's on there, and they got Dennis Prager. They got a whole bunch of people, conservatives, Matt Walsh and Michael Knowles, and a whole bunch of people, and Jeremy Boeing is the, I think he's the CEO. Anyway, he's the guy that uh, started a razor company because Harry's razors uh, didn't like some conservative stance they took. And so he just invented his own, uh, didn't invent it. He started his own razor company. <laughs> it's like, well, we can, we can call a spade a spade. And we'll, we'll you know, so he did that. And he did so funny. And he just started his own razor company. He did and so now, he said, Hollywood won't make a movie about how uh, laughable and absurd it is that we now allow grown men to call themselves women and then dominate women's sports. They won't make a movie about that. So we did. And he's got a trailer here on the interwebs and it's called, it's going to be called lady ballers. Lady ballers is the name of the, of the new movie coming out. And the trailer is just hilarious. It's all these dudes that, uh, you know, are like, we can, we can actually be women on the court and, and the men in the bedroom at home. And, oh, yeah, gender fluid and whatever you want to be. And anyway, so they dress up like women and they have pink, pink basketball suits and they go out and they just dominate. And it's, it's, it looks like a hilarious. I guess it's going to be a real movie. I, they, they say it's going to be available December 1st, but it's only to those people that subscribe to Daily Wire Plus. I don't know how much that is. Uh, I used to be a subscriber, and I'm not sure if I still am or not. I hope I am because I want to watch this thing. It is so funny. I mean, it's just coming against this woke absurdity that thinks it's okay for biological males to compete in women's sports. It's it's insane, but and that's why nobody. Anyway, they're making a movie about that. That is that is going to be so good. The trailer itself is just absolutely hilarious. I wish I could I could share it with you, but you got to kind of see it and hear it all. 
at the same time. All right. Uh, okay, we're not ready for that yet. That's Tradio. Stand back. Tradio's coming up here in just a minute. Um, okay, one last thing. Do I have time for this? I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here and add it anyway. So I like technology. I like AI. I use ChatGPT all the time because it helps me sound smarter. And Jordan Peterson, who is smart, this is one of the smartest guys, one of the top thinkers on the planet. And I will fight you if you disagree with me on that. This guy is amazing. Jordan Peterson is smart. And he wrote uh, an article. He sent this to Elon Musk. He's writing a book, We Who Wrestle With God. All right? An extended investigation into the meaning of the biblical corpus. And he asked ChatGPT um, to summarize. Well, what did he do? He, he he said, "Here, let me see if I have time for this." She says, "I'm trying to. I'm, I'm, I don't have much time." La da da da. Where is this? Creative thinking machines. He he asked this machine. He asked ChatGPT to write a story. The Greatest story of all time. Where does he say? What does he say? Where does he? I should have had this more prepared for you. Um, prompts. Any also perhaps the logic attempt. Tell your vision in thousand words or less. The greatest possible story. He told GPT ChatGPT write the greatest possible story uh, ever. And so he ChatGPT goes into this whole deal. He writes a story. ChatGPT does a computer. I'm I'm botching this so bad because I don't have time and and yeah I can't even I can't even go into this I look I'm looking at the clock and it's it's running quickly in a nutshell ChatGPT is a is a it's a learning system that takes all of the written corpus of time I mean every story every I mean that's what makes this thing what it is and. Okay, just forget that whole story. <laughs> We're out of time, and it's 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 deeper than I thought. It's bigger than I thought. We're gonna have to probably spend a, a pretty good few minutes on that, and we'll do that tomorrow. Okay, okay. Because I'm sorry for even wasting your last three minutes on that. Vicky's already out. She said bye. I gotta I gotta go. I, I can't stand around for this nonsense. So I get it. I, I wouldn't either. I would leave. I would have left three minutes ago if I were you. But it's time for Tradio now, and we're going to buy a tail and trade. And it's Turkey Talk. We're giving away $1,000 coming up here pretty quickly. And so Tricia will tell you all about that. You guys have a good Tuesday. We'll see you.